There are so many things about healing from childhood trauma that can feel confusing, overwhelming, and even hopeless at times. And there was something that I read recently that was just kind of a reminder of the reality of what people face on this journey. So I thought I would do this episode and share some thoughts and maybe a reminder for your journey. Welcome to the Courageous Journeys podcast. I'm your host, Peggy Oliveira, former trauma therapist and survivor of childhood trauma. I am so glad you're here. Grab your favorite beverage, get settled in, and let's take this journey together. Fear and uncertainty around whether you can heal and how long it will take is something that a lot of people struggle with. It can keep them from even beginning, and it can cause them to quit way before they've given themselves a chance to really experience some of the freedom that begins to come from this healing journey. What I read was something from a therapist who shared something in a group about wanting advice or guidance suggestions for a situation that she was in and she shared that she was looking for feedback from people that had a lot of experience with attachment issues and borderline personality disorder and of course if you know me then you know that I could do a whole other episode on that specific piece of the borderline personality disorder but coming back So that got my attention because as somebody who works with childhood trauma survivors, attachment issues are basically inherent and unfortunately a lot of people are diagnosed with BPD, whether it's a clinical diagnosis or even a self-diagnosis. So I read some of her concerns and her concerns were about a client that was really kind of reactive and struggles a lot with the idea of cutting back on sessions or missing an appointment, those kinds of things. And like she really kind of panics about it. And so she was wondering kind of how to navigate that conversation and that reality of cutting back on sessions. And right after that, she said that the client was clinically ready to step down. And I had to go back and reread because it didn't quite make sense to me. And it was what I thought. (laughs) So I wanted clarification before I responded and just asked what the treatment goals were. If you're working with a therapist, you really should, uh, certainly if you're using insurance, but even otherwise you should have treatment goals. And ideally you're developing those with your therapist or your therapist is developing them with you. And she said that her goals were related to symptoms of depression and anxiety and that clinically she was doing well with that. So in my mind, I'm thinking she's clearly clinically still needing therapy. If somebody is panicking, if somebody fears or feels so much rejection at the idea of even considering stepping back, 
there's obviously a lot going on there. And, and clearly this therapist knew this, and this is not in, in any way disparaging this therapist. But she knew this, obviously, because she started with the attachment stuff. But that level of fear is not just about the therapist. It's triggering, likely, a fear of abandonment, a fear, a belief of not being worthy. And that is incredibly painful. And so I don't know what the specific goals were related to depression or anxiety, but I did end up responding and just give some suggestions around stepping back and, and acknowledging the client's concerns and that sort of thing. But it also just really made me think about so many of the people that I have worked with over the years, both in private practice and in how I work with people now, and even in group settings, how present that fear really can be for people. Even if it's not conscious, but when something comes up, there's this immediate physiological response and it might feel like shame because it can definitely be connected to shame. It can also just be this kind of fear that makes you feel like you want to run and hide or grab onto something and hold on desperately. And it's absolutely not something that feels good to go through. But in thinking about all of that, I thought about the reality of attachment issues and how important it is, no matter what you're going to therapy for, how important it is to really be able with your therapist to understand the underlying issue. Because whether it is depression or anxiety or really a lot of other things that people are diagnosed with or even self-diagnosing, there's a reason that those symptoms are there. And if you're just treating the symptoms, you're going to continue to have quite a bit of struggle because it's kind of like taking cold medicine when what you really have is a chronic respiratory disease that needs much more than just some cold medicine. You need to be able to understand what that core wounding is that's creating those symptoms. And for people that have experienced childhood trauma, depression and anxiety are huge in terms of, again, whether it's just symptoms or the, an actual clinical diagnosis. But those are kind of natural things that people will end up experiencing. And so I thought about how this client has been working with her for a year. And clearly she's able to do some things that are helpful around some of her symptoms. So she's maybe coping better, um, maybe more aware of her thoughts and that sort of thing. But there's still this deep wound that is very easily triggered. And this is part of the reason why healing from childhood trauma takes the time that it does. There are so many layers to the impact of childhood trauma. And generally speaking, if you've experienced interpersonal childhood trauma, so trauma that was perpetrated by a person, 
And as we know, most times it's somebody that you know, it's somebody that you trust, somebody even that you love. And so naturally that creates attachment issues. And I just did another video on this, going into a little bit of that. But when you're on this healing journey, understanding the layers that you are working to heal is so important. Otherwise, you end up feeling really frustrated, disappointed, maybe even feeling a lot of shame because you think you should be able to just get over it or you should be better by now. And in thinking about this client that the therapist was referring to, just how confused that person might be feeling. Because on one hand, she's being told that she's doing well and clinically she's ready. But in the rest of her body, she's not feeling even close to being ready. But intellectually, she's probably telling herself, okay, I've been in this for a year. My therapist thinks I'm ready. I should be feeling okay by now. And that ends up leaving people feeling so much disappointment and potentially even hopelessness and so often shame because they should feel differently. They shouldn't struggle anymore. And that it's, it's really heartbreaking to think about how often people have struggled with that. I remember when I was first on my healing journey, the very first time I was going to counseling for this, and it was at the same time that I did that group that forever changed my life. And when the group ended, the last night of group, my counselor was one of the facilitators for the group. And we were speaking privately, like out in the hallway. And I don't remember exactly what she said, but basically just that she was really glad that I joined the group and she thought that I did really well. Um, and in my mind, I took that to mean, oh, I guess we're done. I hadn't been working with her very long individually before the group started at all. I don't like maybe a few sessions or so. So when she said all of that in my mind, I took that to mean, oh, I guess we're done. This was just going to be through the group and now I'm supposed to be done and this is all I needed. And again, you've probably heard me say this before. I didn't know that I was working on healing. I just knew that I had this history and I knew that I needed to be a better person. And yes, needed to be is what I was saying to myself in my mind. And I didn't really know much about the program. I didn't certainly didn't know anything about counseling or therapy or healing or any of that. Nobody was talking about healing at that time. And so I left that last night and never went back. Well, I did go back eventually to a different place down the road, but I didn't go back. And so I knew that nothing had changed for me. I mean, yes, I felt like I wasn't crazy and it's not just me, which was 
really significant, but there certainly wasn't enough time to shift anything within me. And I didn't have a lot of other understanding. And so I left that night thinking, okay, well, this is it. I'm done. And feeling a little lost, feeling confused, um, and just like, okay, now what? So I'm just supposed to be this better person. And of course I wasn't, um, and it's not about being a better person, right? But in my mind, where I was at that particular time, it was just about becoming a better person. And of course I knew that at that point I, I wasn't a different person at all. So it really did kind of leave me feeling shame as well. But when we don't know as individuals going to therapy, when we don't really know what the process is, when we don't understand what healing really means, when we don't recognize what the actual issues are that we're coming in for, it creates a lot of challenges in the relationship and in the process. And that's why I emphasize so strongly the importance of working with somebody who really specializes in working with survivors of childhood trauma, who has the professional experience, who has the education and training, the supervision, all of that. Because there are so many layers, there's so much nuance that is so important to understand as a therapist when you're working with a client that has interpersonal childhood trauma that doesn't necessarily apply to trauma generally or even other types of issues. And part of the reason that this journey takes the time that it does is because you have to get to those core wounds kind of methodically in a way. You have to be mindful of how you are going through each of those layers. You have to be mindful of what those layers actually are. And the symptoms are like at the very top surface level. Healing isn't about treating symptoms or alleviating symptoms specifically. Healing is about healing those core wounds, not just putting a band-aid on them so the symptoms seemingly go away. It's about really understanding what the wound is and what that wound needs. Because if you're just treating the symptoms, you may feel some relief for a period of time, whether that's a few hours, a few weeks, maybe even a few months. But inevitably, it comes back because you're not addressing the underlying issues. And so when you go to therapy, if the therapist doesn't have a good understanding of that, you're going to be left feeling like there's something wrong with you, that you didn't work hard enough, that you're not strong enough, that somehow healing isn't meant for you. And I've heard that story so many times from people over the years, but it's not about you. And I know that finding the right therapist can be so incredibly challenging. You can feel really defeated when you put yourself out there, especially if you see that person a few times and you've shared maybe a lot, maybe more than you've ever shared before. And the thought of 
doing it again just feels like it's way too much and even pointless. But when you have the right support, when you have somebody that really understands and is willing to look at that core wound, because for a lot of people, looking at that core wound is kind of like the challenge that people have when they're watching surgery on television, right? There's a lot of people that like feel so uneasy at just the thought of watching it and they have to turn their head. They have to put their hands over their ears so they can't hear it. You deserve somebody who is willing and capable of going into the depths with you. Even as a therapist, there are times in my life when I have needed more therapy. And if I ever find myself struggling now or in the future, I will absolutely go back. And part of what happens in this therapeutic process, in those layers of healing that need to happen, part of what you are healing is the attachment wounding. And that's why the relationship with your therapist is so incredibly important. And yes, we can have other relationships in our lives that can be part of our healing. In fact, I would say that it's important that we do have additional relationships. But for a lot of people, that comes later after doing some healing because you need to have healthy relationships. Because unhealthy relationships aren't really going to be healing. They may, in fact, actually create more harm. So the relationship you have with your therapist, you need to be able to build a sense of attachment and not in an unhealthy way. And I've done another episode on, can you be too attached to your therapist? But part of what is healing in the therapeutic relationship is you being able to think and feel and eventually believe that your therapist is there for you, that your therapist will not betray your trust, that your therapist isn't going to abandon you because you're struggling, because you're not getting to where you think you should be or what you assume they think in terms of where you should be. And that can only happen with time and practice, allowing yourself to be vulnerable, allowing yourself to experience that your therapist isn't going to judge you because that is partly how you begin to feel safe. It can be an important avenue for being able to believe that you really are worthy, that you won't be judged, that the shame that you've been carrying around is not yours. Those kinds of moments have been some of the biggest shifts in my work with clients. When they share something that they felt absolutely positive about, that if they shared it, I would not believe in their ability to heal. I would not want to work with them any longer. That I would judge them. And yet when they share it, and it could be any number of things, it could be not at all related to their abuse. It may be related to how they feel about certain things, certain things that they struggle with, fears that they have, any number of things. But when they've shared those things with me and 
I don't look at them strange. I don't act differently towards them. Nothing actually changes. Then they get to feel physiologically the shift in energy because they come into that filled with fear, maybe even shame. So there's all this energy swirling around. And then when they share whatever it is and the response is not in any way at all negative, it's completely appropriate. It's maybe even very supportive and empathetic while they're still going to feel a lot of energy that feels very uncertain and fearful, that experience shows them energetically that just because all that fear and uncertainty is there, that something bad doesn't have to happen as a result of it. And that's part of the practice that I refer to so often. It's the practice of feeling into some of those things and then allowing yourself to experience something different so that you can recognize that a different feeling is available, that you are worthy of having that experience. And it takes a lot of that practice. And when it comes to attachment issues, you can do a lot in a year, particularly if you're acknowledging that there are attachment issues there, that shame is there, that trust issues are there, whatever it is. If you're fully aware, both you and your therapist, that those core wounds are there and it's not just about these symptoms, there's a lot you can do in a year. However, you are not going to be healed, and I am kind of using air quotes here, you are not going to be fully healed within that year. Because throughout your life, those attachment fears, the wound of that has been reaffirmed over time by many different experiences and thoughts. It takes time to get to a point where you feel in your being that sense of safety within yourself, with others, and in the world. But it does happen. But the only way that it can happen is by addressing the fears the wounds that created the attachment struggles and by intentionally practicing in healthy ways, building secure and safe attachment and connection. And you are capable, you are deserving, and you are worthy of all that and so much more. Thank you so much for spending this time and sharing this space with me. Together we heal. Make sure to subscribe, and if you haven't yet, make sure to leave a review. I'll look forward to connecting with you next time.